There's an old saying, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Through collaboration at the state and local level, Tideland's Health provides improved access to behavioral health services without on-site inpatient beds or clinicians. Welcome to Advancing Health, a podcast brought to you by the American Hospital Association. I'm Tom Hetterly, Senior Writer for AHA. This three-part podcast series will feature staff members from Tideland's Health. They are Ashley Capps, Associate Vice President for Nursing Operations, Monica Gray, Associate Vice President for Transitional Care, and John LaRochelle, Vice President for Operations. In part one of this series, we'll explore Tideland's collaborative work with local and state agencies to collectively improve access to behavioral health care, as well as employ preventive steps to reduce the overall need for services. This is Rebecca Chickie with the American Hospital Association, Director of Behavioral Health Services, and it's my honor today to be interviewing Monica Gray, AVP of Transitional Care at Tideland's Health in South Carolina. Her podcast is entitled, No Behavioral Health Services on Site? Collaboration Can Be the Solution. In this podcast, we'll learn how, through collaboration at the state and local level, Tideland Health provides improved access to behavioral health services without on-site inpatient beds or clinicians. Monica Gray will describe their community health resources team's work focused on the state's Healthy Outcome Program or HOP. This program strengthens the connections between Tideland's Health, local mental health agencies, and community mental health centers. Tideland's Health also participates in a Georgetown County collaborative of key stakeholder agencies, all committed to improving access to behavioral health services for their community. All of these initiatives combined provide timely access to behavioral health care. Monica, can you first tell me a little bit about yourself, your current role, and what drew you to this collaborative work? Yes, thank you, Rebecca. So I'm Monica Gray, and I am a nurse by training and have a love for working with the community and improving outcomes in the community. been with Thailand's Health for about 18 years, done some work in case management, and now serving as the Associate Vice President of Transitional Care Services. So Part of that role is to work with care coordination in the walls of the hospital, but also outside the walls in the community, and really to leverage those community partnerships so that we can improve outcomes in, in our transitions of care, including our behavioral health outcomes. Can you also describe the interaction of your behavioral health work at Tidelands and the state's Healthy Outcome Program, or HOP? Absolutely. In 2013, the South Carolina General Assembly approved a statewide proviso to support healthcare providers and hospitals in creating and implementing models for service delivery. And this was specifically focused on those individuals in our communities that had chronic illness, that were uninsured, and that oftentimes were high utilizers of our emergency department. So really giving us some resources and some incentive to begin to make improvements in those areas. So the, the HOP led us to create a collaboration of local community partners 
really trying to provide integrated coordination of care in the right place and at the right time. These top partners included our federally qualified health centers, our free clinic, uh, included our, our, our local mental health agency, it included our community health resource team, which really in, in holds our care coordinators. So these local HOP partners convened to really provide this integrated approach to engage participants or community members that were identified as having chronic health conditions and improving their outcomes. And when we did this, we recognized that a theme or a, a common comorbid condition included a behavioral health diagnosis and that that was really a gap that we could fill. So we worked together to come up with a process to streamline access to services. Oftentimes, we, we have services available, but it's getting to them. So it's finding them, it's engaging the participant, making sure they can get there, but then it's that dreaded paperwork. So how, how do you process that paperwork quickly to get somebody in in a timely manner? And so we were able to strategically make a decision as a, as a partner group to use the funds that we had to begin those early appointments. So we can bridge the gap, if you will. We're able to fund that first visit, maybe the first two visits, while we can process the paperwork to get that participant access. You know, oftentimes the local mental health centers will offer a sliding scale service once that paperwork is processed. So we really want to remove the barriers. We want to do whatever we can to get them seen in a timely manner. So since 2014, we've been able to provide access for initial behavioral health services for more than 900 participants. That's more than 900 community members that we have helped to get that initial visit. And it doesn't stop there. So once we get them connected, we have to continue to work with them. So we have a care plan model that we work with to continue to engage that individual in their entire health care because it's not just their behavioral health. It's looking at them as a total picture and really helping to bridge their understanding of, of their health. And, and also uh, having a care plan is, is a requirement of the HOP program. So we have seen tremendous success in this, and I, I really want to point that out because it, it's setting the, the process in place, having the structure to achieve it, and then seeing the outcomes. So in our most recent analysis, we have seen a reduction of mental health ED visits and inpatient stays for an engaged participants of 24% and 13% respectively. In addition to creating this access for mental health services at our local Department of Mental Health, we have also partnered with the federally qualified health centers. So as we move forward, we are able to broaden that resource and have additional avenues to create that access because, you know, there are many people in the community that could use these services. And as we continue to serve them, we, we need to be able to have multiple points of access. So I think that partnership is working well to create those, those opportunities. So, but in addition to this, in addition to the care coordination for our HOP participants, we recognized that this was a best practice. So providing care coordination to our non-HOP eligible patients became a focus for us as well. So we have done this in part through strengthening our connections with our local mental health center. So through the collaboration with the Department of Mental Health, we have been able to embed a, a mental health professional from our local 
mental health center uh, in our hospitals. So we are able to cost share an employee to assist in screening for mental health needs and identifying those appropriate resources when that patient transitions back to the community. So this gives us, again, that collaborative effort to work together utilizing the resources that are trained up to do so. So, you know, relying on the experts to really help us to help the people we serve. So this also provides continuity for our shared patients and enables the intake for the mental health center to begin in a timely manner. So again, trying to back up that intake process, which often causes delays, and begin that in the ER if the patient happens to be presenting there first. Monica, that is exceptional. Thank you so much. The work that you are doing through the HOP program is obviously impacting lives in such a positive fashion and also intelligently using the resources that are available in your community. But I know that's not the only thing, as you've already described. This is a braided way to improving access to behavioral health care. You are working with a number of agencies. So can you share a bit about how Tidelands Health participates in the Georgetown County Behavioral Health Collaborative and what the group is doing to improve behavioral health access and care for the Georgetown County residents? So as you mentioned, we do have a Georgetown County Behavioral Health Collaborative. And this collaborative um, has been led by one of our local judges, probate judge Lee Bone, and has been convening for approximately a year now. And the team meets every month. It's comprised of agencies and providers, including our local law enforcement. It includes our Drug and Alcohol Commission, our Department of Social Services, uh, of course, the hospital, and many, many others. I, I don't want to leave any out, but we have uh, really an invested community is, is how I would describe them. They're invested in the outcomes for our, our community and really uh, trying to understand how we could make improvements together. So specifically, this group focuses on our behavioral health population and the services for them. This multi-agency collaborative really began by meeting and sharing what they had to offer. So what were they doing? Sharing with each of us so that we could better understand the services they had, where they were able to provide them, any barriers they might have in providing those services, and, and really just begin the journey of trust opening the lines of communication, and in some cases have, have actually led into some other focus improvement efforts. I do want to mention that this team, uh, this Behavioral Health Collaborative, and many, many others from our community participated in what we call a community health needs assessment. And so behavioral health is one of our priority focus areas for our community as identified on that community health needs assessment. And so this team has really begun the journey of what are those areas we need to do better in. And we know that part of it is understanding what is available in our community, helping others to understand what is available in our community. And so the two focus areas of this team, this Georgetown Behavioral Health Collaborative, is really around understanding what's available, how do we communicate what's available, and then how do we collaborate together as, as inter interagencies to improve the outcomes for those behavioral health needs in our community. Monica, you've mis mentioned a key word, 
several times, and that is outcomes. Um, when you were referencing the HOP program, you talked about the positive impacts on reducing emergency room visits and inpatient stays. You mentioned in respect to the Georgetown County Collaborative that you are all working together to improve outcomes. Could you summarize how these collaborations have improved outcomes? You know, what's been helpful in improving access to behavioral health interventions? I think, first of all, having a shared goal is important. So when we have a shared goal that we are coming around the table to solve together, it creates that collective impact model and really gives us the incentive and the platform to serve our community. So one of the keys to having that, that collective impact is to really have the relationships and opening those lines of communication, being able to pick up the phone and call the partner and say, hey, I have a need and can you help me? Or knowing the right partner to pick up the phone and call. Really where, where we are at today is, is setting the stage of where do we see our future state being? So, you know, we, we know what we have. We know that inventory of resources. We, we know that we want to be better able to provide behavioral health services in the future. So what are the gaps? And how can we work together to fill those gaps? So I'm going to ask, as my last question today, um, a tough one. If you could pick one intervention that you think has the most impact, what would it be? That's a great question, Rebecca. If I had to pick one intervention, I would say care coordination is really the model that we have found the most benefit and the most impact from. Navigating health is, is difficult. It can be a journey that you need somebody to walk side by side with you. Our care coordination model goes beyond achieving access. It really takes the journey with the community member. So if you need somebody to attend the appointment or you need somebody to encourage you or just need somebody to answer a question, that care coordinator is a person, a real live person, a boots on the ground approach uh, that makes a big difference in, in that outcome and that journey. And I, and I stand behind that model. I think care coordination is key to achieving the best outcomes. Well, Monica, thank you so much. As we wrap up this podcast, I just want to remind everyone listening that when she's speaking of care coordination, they do not have any on-site inpatient beds or clinicians. So as uh, Monica mentioned earlier, collaboration, building trust, building respect, that is another key element that allows her to be able to provide and drive forward the care coordination work for the patients that Tidelands Health serves. So, Monica Gray, thank you so much for sharing your insights today. Thank you, Rebecca. And we wish you the best of luck moving forward in your collaborative community work. If you'd like to learn more about the work that the American Hospital Association is doing on behavioral health, visit us at aha.org forward slash behavioral health.